Welcome. Today we will teach you how to grow your small business through marketing and stop, sales. Stop, 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 stop. We got the truth. We got the truth. This is not a normal business show and it's not taught in Harvard Business School. So leave your preconceived notions at the door because we're looking for the big truths of what makes a small business tick. We bravely lean into psychology, business, philosophy, religion, and more to learn from experts on how to create a healthy balance in life and business. I'm Joe Watkins. And I'm Travis Castle, serial entrepreneurs and your host. Not here to sell you a thing, just deliver the big truths of small business. <laughs> Listen, I'm apologetically bringing the show to you today guys mm, wow yeah i'm apologetically bringing it because i'm not sure you're gonna appreciate what i have to, what I, what this topic is today okay this is uh, the travis forced this down my throat whoa, i said i said okay whoa, whoa, i'll do whoa. it all right and here, here's the deal we live in a world right now where politics and opinions and and where you stand on things have become somewhat popular culture in your business and we're gonna we're gonna breach on that subject a little bit not that we are the experts but travis has a lot of opinions on it and i want to get his opinion on this because here's the the show topic the show title should you let it all hang out mm. or should you pull it back in Travis, what's the first question, Joseph? So here's the deal. When I say, should you let it hang out? What I'm asking you is all of your emotions, your feelings, your political views, your, do you need to, is that something you're going to express in your business? And is that beneficial or is it detrimental? And, and I know that this is not necessarily for every business an A or B decision however we're going to explore that topic should you let it should you let your full opinion about you know the president or the political leader or or some social cause should you put a stamp on should you put a fish on your website claiming you're a christian mm. christian mm. As, so as associated with, so the only guy that can do that is the guy that owns the joint, right? So if you work in the joint. Can't do it. I don't think you can do it. We're talking to the guy who owns the joint. If, we're talking if, to the guy who. If did. we're talking to the business owner, the guy that hangs the mm -hmm. shingle out, that guy who pays the general liability insurance. <sighs> Boy, I tell you what, the, the first guy that comes to mind. Let's attack it this way. Who, who's doing this? Who's who's letting it all hang out? Okay. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the 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 my pillow guy. What's ooh, his name? Wow, boy, he is just taking the tactic of you should. He's almost on the side of you should buy my pillow because I'm being persecuted. Right. He has taken that position. He's taken that position. He's big Fox News uh, ads. Um, I, I don't like the guy. Michael James Lindell. I don't like Michael. The my pillow guy. Yeah, I don't like that. CEO and founder. Yeah. 
Yeah. So so that's maybe the way I would attack. Who who's doing this well? I'll give you a guy that does it really well on the other side. You don't watch much of this. I watch all of it. <laughs> Dana White, the 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 mouthpiece of the UFC, is Dana. very quick to let you know he's his best but he does a good job. He's so genuine. He lets you know like him and Donald Trump are big friends. And he's real quick to invite Trump to sit in the front row of an event. Trump showed up last time with Kid Rock, and they sat on the second row and watched the UFC. And there's all kind of social media with Trump and Dana White. So Dana White knows that half of everybody wants to kill Donald Trump, but yet he still is okay with being friends. When asked about it, he doesn't get into the politics of it, though. So he doesn't go into issues. Dana doesn't. Dana doesn't. He just says, hey, this guy's been my friend for 30 years. Why am I going to run from him now? Yeah, he's my friend. Well, let's be super clear, though, that, that, that Donald Trump is the poster child of let it hang out. I understand he's in politics. Yeah. But even in politics, Donald Trump chose to let it all hang out. And, and, and I, would, I would say we're talking a, quite a bit here about branding about your unique offering and audience. And there are many small businesses that try to be a lot of things to too many people, which they cannot service, which they don't have the offering for. They don't have the infrastructure for. They don't have the location for. They don't decide who it is they're trying to sell to. And Donald Trump, un- apologetically decided who he was selling to. He let it hang out. Now that means the other 50% hate him as we have seen, right? Hate him. We'll do anything to take him down. That's the other side of letting it all hang out is you very well may get a strong contingency who will do anything to love you, but okay. you will get a strong contingency that will do anything to hate you in the political world the other version of trump to me would be um bernie sanders oh yeah like when i hear bernie sanders speak bernie believes everything that he says um i have so here's something weird i almost don't align on any issue i've ever heard him talk about publicly like when he talks publicly and he gets to the meat of like the legislation that he would be interested in enacting I mean, I'm just about totally opposed, but I've got complete respect Appreciate it. for him because I know that what I see is what I've got here. Okay. I, I don't have a wolf in sheep's clothing. So that's point number one for the positive of should you let it hang out is you're respected. You're respected because your position is, is not minced, right? I agree. It's, it's very well, and you're believable. So, so then, if you say something beyond that, if you're taking this risk to take a polarizing stance, then when you go further with that, and maybe you begin, if you're a business guy now, and you start talking about product or whatever, I'm more likely maybe to believe what you're saying about your product if you're willing to, you know, go there. Well, we've talked about Gary V. Uh, otherwise known as Gary Vaynerchuk. Vaynerchuk, yeah. Okay. 
We talked about Gary V. Like him, love him, hate him, believe him not. Gary V. unapologetically lets it hang out. He sure does. He tells you unapologetically, unrestricted, regardless of the of the fallout. This 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 may be his brand, but it's still true. This is what I believe. Like me, love me, hate me, don't believe me, I don't give a rip. This is this is the truth. Now, again, this is the problem with the internet today. We've talked about it many times. The problem with it with, with social media is there's a lot of people who claim to have the answers and say it with such vigilance. You don't know what to believe because it's so communicated in a way that you want to believe it, right? Well, well, the fact is you do believe it when somebody says it in that kind of way. Uh, especially when you don't have the time, talent, resources, tools to, to test the, the theories that's being stated. And Gary V is an incredible uh, at that, right? He's incredible at telling you what you're screwing up. By the way, I, I could cuss a lot right now because Gary V cusses. Gary like, V cusses. If un- I'm going to give Gary V, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to well, f it. I'm going to do all kinds of let, things. Let's, let's stop on that point for a minute. Let, let's sit there for a minute because I've heard him specifically. And anybody that wants to Google it, Gary V, and explaining his cursing or whatever, you'll see him talking to somebody about that. And his explanation of that is, "This is really me." This is how, this is what I hear in my head, and so this is what I say. He's actually saying exactly what you're saying. But what I would challenge Gary V with, there's some parts of Gary V that probably filter through his head that he doesn't say yeah, on the yeah. microphone. So okay. I don't know that there's any version here of, of the 100% transparency to the audience mm-hmm. that's healthy. I think... Even these guys that we're discussing have a edit button somewhere now. But having said that, there's been some people, there's been some businesses pop up. And I think this is probably something we should highlight here. When I'm listening to some of the podcasts that I like that, let's say, are conservative podcasts, and the uh, the host goes in now directly into a commercial you know, so like if we were talking right now, I'd say, oh, Joe, hey, Joe, have you had any of ABC steaks in McDonough, Georgia? They're the best steaks in the world, and the owner is pro-life. Mm. Okay, so I you're beginning to hear these, hey, you could buy Omaha steaks, you could buy this steak, that meal delivery service. They're kind of all about the same, but you know what? Some of your money here is going to a cause that you support. Now, we've heard this for years with traditional liberal causes. There's been a lot around Save the Wells or, um, you know, social justice type issues and companies aligning and saying a percentage of our profits go. But right now, we're beginning to hear the other side. Yeah, let's be let's be real clear here that the, the the letting it hang it out is really not about let me hang out what works for marketing and sales. Okay, this is the real question here. It's true. Letting it hang it out is let me be me. Let's see what the let's see what our customers decide. And, I, and again, I don't know that Gary V 
does that or decided that his brand is what he does. Now we, yeah, we don't know, you don't, right? You don't know what kind of in the beginning. We only know what we think. Yeah. I'm going to play a little, just a little clip of Gary V if I can. We'll see if this, if I can get that to work. And eh, probably not. It's just, it's, it's just where I'm at technologically. You really just got to press a button, don't you? Well, I don't, yeah, I hit play, but I'm not getting any. Deal with insecurity the same way everyone does. I either push it way down and it becomes a cancer, or I get more vulnerable and overcommunicate about it, or practice making myself uncomfortable to get over it. I didn't like flying as, as a kid. I was scared. I fly more than almost anybody now. <laughs> I struggled with candor my whole life without even realizing it. Once I realized it, I started to address it so much so I wrote a whole book about it. So, you know, I think we have to um, deal with it head on. Even the concept of imposter syndrome scares me because it makes it a little bit more thoughtful when imposter syndrome is insecurity. I am insecure that I don't belong and these people are better than me. How do you get over that? You practice. Like, I think we need to kill. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know if you caught that. Now, we didn't get we didn't get classic cussing Gary Vee. But what we did get was a very emphatic opinion about where he's at on imposter syndrome. Okay. He went... There's no pause. There's no waiting to hear you. What did you respond? No. He said, this is where I'm at. I'm here. Bam, 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 bam. I'm here. Bam, 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 bam. You're bam, bam, bam. Unapologetically, not looking for your response, not looking for if that's something you appreciated. Now, that's something as small business people, we struggle. And very much something we've talked about earlier today do you want to share with the public what you're about to go back into? I'll share with them. Mm. <clears throat> There's been a long conversation journey uh, around where we are individually the in mi- the, the midlife crisis in our business and in, in our life and, and, and big truce started in COVID right in the middle of our big life, big crisis, right? Mm-hmm. Big, Mid, mid, midlife crisis yeah. uh and 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 so fast forward we sold a property management business travis became a golf coach in an alabama school i'm twiddling my thumbs doing some flips trying to figure out where i'm at interestingly enough travis has kind of come back to the idea that maybe property management what the wasn't the poison that maybe we thought it was right Mm -hmm. that the idea that we're going to be able to do everything we want and pay all of our bills and accomplish all these goals and check mark check mark check mark maybe is in some seminars but in life there's bills that come at you and and the things that that we know that we've already spilt blood for have already somewhat been paid for in blood right and, and you've had all these experiences over 20 years of property management to go, I, I actually can learn a lot from all that. And I can actually put myself in a place to be in the position I, I, I want to be at this point, right? Well, yeah. I mean, this conversation goes kind of back to the blood spilling podcast that we did. Which was not that long not ago. Not that long ago. And so when... When we think about, um, 
I mean, look, it's it's the difference in the 50-year-old version of me starting a business versus the 30-year-old version of me who had never started a business, right? So when I go back to the PTSD of, our, of maybe property management, all the things that go with it and sort of the, the war stories that any property management owners or people that have worked in it would tell, um, I have no interest in that business. So I have no interest in that. So I spilled that blood, don't care to spill it again. So yeah, the, the, the hope and dream here is that this is actually a new enterprise. It is actually a new business uh, for me. Now, in, in relating it to today's topic, I get to be me. Are you going to let it hang out? Well, this is what I'm saying. I get to let it hang out, as you say, because of the margin we created by selling our business. All right. So we, we have gotten to a bit of the crux of, of really the conversation. Gary V is allowed to say the things he says, be as brutal as he is, be as direct to his, as he is because he is not trying to be, he is not trying to appease you. He's not trying to sell you. He's, right? a, he's attractive because he doesn't need anything from he doesn't you. doesn't need anything from you. He doesn't need you to process a payment. Mm-mm. He is worth hundreds of millions without you. And that margin he's created in his life, whether it be, and by the way, I mean, we've talked about margin. Margin's financial, margin's emotional, margin's physical, margin's relational, margin's in all those places. What we find is, is that when you have excelled in areas, multiple areas, and even a margin you create in one area, we have adopted creates margin in other areas automatically, some margin mm-hmm. automatically. And so, I mean, have you ever seen a multi, and I'm not being ugly here, I'm being real here. Have you ever seen a multi, multi, multi-millionaire who has an ugly wife? <laughs> I'd have to think about that one, but you know, the, the what comes to mind is no, I, I have not. Okay, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to offend anybody. What I'm trying to say is when you create the margin in these other areas, you may be the ugliest man on earth, but you've created margin in other areas that make you attractive enough to where a, a gorgeous woman wants to be by your side. Now, remove the gorgeous woman and add the customer. Same thing. You know, we, we were talking about a vendor that I'm working with, uh, um, uh, um, Google Ads guy really is what he is. And we were talking about the demeanor in which he deals with me. And it's not just me, it's with any of his customers. The guy now is, I mean, years ago, he was in 400 markets. You have no clout with him. He, he's, he's, pro- <laughs> he's probably in seven or 800 markets now, <laughs> selling Google Ads at the rate of, you know, Hundreds a day for just the property management business. for just the niche that that we're involved. I'm, I'm involved with at this point, and he's not ugly about it. It's not as if he's mean about it. He doesn't abuse it. But the tone of the conversation is, "You're really lucky uh, that I have the time to work with you." <laughs> I mean, that's what he communicates to me, and he's right. I'm really lucky that he has the availability and the zip codes that I'm in for me to be affiliated with him. And it's because he's earned it. It's because he's proved it. 
he's different than the other guys. He's the real deal. And we talked about that today, and I, I think we need to be clear. I think the reason why Gary V can speak at the clarity he speaks, he's actually not just creating a social media post. Because we know, we all know there's people out there that create a post that's, that, 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 can, that can sound very believable because of the way they presented it. Sure. But he presents it in the way he presents it because he has the proof in the pudding. He's actually worth hundreds of millions because the things he espouses, he's actually done. And they've actually worked. And so what you just said was, is the guy you're talking to is that doesn't have to sell you because he already knows what he does works. And if it ain't going to be selling to you, he's going to be selling it to someone who will pay for it because it works. He's not selling a marketing ploy. He's selling the truth, right? So that that's the difference, right? It's, it's real. He is selling the truth. And, and I, I do feel lucky uh, to be working with him. But, you know, there, we talked about yesterday a group of guys that, uh, well, uh, let's go back first off to like the Gary V's of the world. And, and to maybe this vendor I'm dealing with, and, and to your point, which he's not trying to protect something, nah. where everybody's trying to protect something. We were talking yesterday at length about a group of guys, a community of guys that you have a number of friends in, I have a number of friends in, who my knock on these guys is over time they have begun to protect what they have at the detriment of the people that they're serving. Yeah. And that's our religious community. That's the pastors of the world that I'm familiar with have created these full-time jobs. Uh, I think what I mentioned to you, these, these whole life policies that act as pensions that are paid for, which is fine. I, I want them to have pensions. You I'm not, names behind I'm those? not saying that they shouldn't have pensions in the church. I'm just saying that when you've been there 10 and 12 years and you're getting vested in that policy, and there's something that comes up in society. Oh, I don't know. A number of topics that we could talk about, Joe, that happen in society where a pastor might should be compelled to address it in a biblical way and tell the congregation what the Bible and what he believes God says about it. Instead, instead, he hides behind that. And he talks about the five ways to improve your marriage this week. When the world is exploding all around him. So that guy's protecting something. And what have we seen in society? We've seen people your kid's age and my kid's age just decided they don't want to be a part of that. Let me translate a little bit here. <clears throat> Travis got really excited about a subject he's excited about. I'm pretty passionate about this. So let's translate this back to the business world. What you're saying is that... <clears throat> You've built a million-dollar business. And it, when you did that, you, you start out with a, with a vision that you felt like was unique. It was yours. You felt like that, that, that you were offering something that wasn't offered or you were delivering something that was pure, that was different, that was authentic, that was, that was better, okay? And, 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 and by doing that, you built a million-dollar business. And then as you 
decide that, I mean, a million dollar business is not big enough. I need to get $2 million. You then begin to sort of protect who you were in building the million because you don't think that that's going to get you to two million. So you alter a bit of the product, a bit of the service to pull in the other million, some somewhat alienating, but maybe not initially the first million, but more than any of that, you become something you're not, you become something that's not the, 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 the truth, the vision, the passion, the, the clarity, the, the, the product of excellence that you brought to the table, you've diluted because the goal now is not to get the vision to the, to the masses. It's to make $2 million instead of one. Well, and it's a, uh, it, it sounds ridiculous when you say it that way, right? I mean, the, the thing that made you the first million, you throw out the window and you begin to try to protect. And I think whenever a business begins to try to protect versus grow is when they actually are in the most risk and most peril. I mean, we, we watch it in a frustrating way every week during the football season. Our team's up 14 points. There's six minutes to go in the ball game. And we bring all the defensive backs, we pull them back 20 yards. And the other, in, in all, all game, the defense has been dominating. But now we're protecting the lead. We've run the score up and we're protecting the lead. And what starts to happen, the other team just starts dumping 15-yard passes. Boom, boom, boom. Run down there, score, touchdown. Oh, no, there's three minutes left. Onside kick, they got the ball. We can lose the game now. And so you see this happen, I think, in business. It happens in life. Happens in marriages. You know, pursue, pursue, pursue. Take her on the date. Take her on the extravagant vacation. Spend fifty grand on the wedding. Go blah 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 blah. Next, next, and then now it's just nothing. None of that, right? It's just sort of what got us there. We abandon, right? That's huge. I mean, I, so in equating that to let it all hang out, you're what you did when you started your business was probably much closer to letting it hang out than what you're doing right now. No, R right now. Is Am I much, saying you personally? Yeah. yeah well, what, what, what I can speak of though, like when I started my business was more of a, um, no margin. Uh, you were on a clock. That's why you let it hang out. Had, 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 you didn't had, have choices. Yeah. 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 But, but had, had to convert. And so the business that got produced without the proper fundamentals, was a business of, uh, you know, it, 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 to convert that to the sports analogy, it was a business of trying to hit the long ball constantly, right? Forsaking the fundamentals. So as I, as I flip back around now, I'm much more in tune with, let's go back and look at what actually worked. And let's lean into what matters. Yeah, but you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge it a little bit because what I see happen, let it all hang out, doesn't mean that you don't grow. Doesn't mean you don't grow what you're hanging out. By the way, what it means is is you're willing to make a stand. You're willing to 
to write down, to publicize, to promote something that may be controversial, for instance, or maybe the truth, as you said, that the pastor didn't want to put out there because it may offend his already million people or million dollars. Okay. But it's, it's that style that got him the million dollars. And so we're not saying don't get wiser and don't get polished. What we're saying is, is if you are in a business where you have found yourself being a little bit muddied on, on who you are and where your vision is, so, so does your customer. So does your customer. Your customer is also muddied. Your customer also don't know what you're selling. And so I, I promote uh, that, that, that business today is trying to appease so many factions that it's hard to stand out and be who you really are. Well, I think that's true. Yeah, I mean, for sure, I think that's true. There's truth in that. But when I think of letting it all hang out, I think that you got to be careful with it because I, I believe in keeping the main thing the main thing. So if I've that got is it, hanging it, in well, out. but that's your definition. If I've got a guy who is just really needing to talk about the upcoming election, you know, F Joe Biden, F Joe Biden, right? I'm, I'm in the line at the masters waiting on John Daly to sign my towel. And he starts the chant in the line, by the way. And he's screaming to the top of his lungs in the whole room, F yeah, Joe Biden. He's lost right? the mission, right? Well, but now that he's letting it all hang out. Well, well no, he, he's letting his personal what I'm saying. feelings so hang be careful out. careful with the phrase. Not the, the, the yeah. business mission. Okay, but but that's kind of his brand, though, too. Like, you, uniquely with him in that room, <laughs> that was Well, Trump got brand. elected president on that. Right, exactly, exactly. But what I'm saying is, don't mix... This idea of letting it all hang out, I don't really think so. I think let the main thing hang out and all that other stuff, you're the one that really cares well, about that. What's the main thing? That's different for everybody. It's different in every, every version of it. The main thing. What's the main thing the you're ma going to hang out? The main, in your new property the, the management business, thing, Travis Castle. The, well, the main thing I'm going to hang out is I'm the expert. And you're, you're hiring the expert. And I couldn't say that the first version around because I was not. I was the imposter. I knew that. I was the imposter. <laughs> Sold you, didn't I? <laughs> you, si you signed the contract. And I left. <laughs> I was firing you anyway. Well, I like that. So, I mean, I think we do need to qualify what, what, what hanging it out is. And I think that's important to recognize. Listen, I'm in conversations often. We talked about it yesterday. I'm in conversations often where people without regard to the fact there might be other people in the room who are very intelligent, who have some very informative things to say on the subject, you go in to a conversation or an argument or a presentation and you let it all hang out, meaning you, you, you offer it up as if the only thing available that's worth anything is what you're providing. And that, that can be offensive to me. Uh, because if I'm not your target audience, if I'm not right in that lane, then I'm like, 
I may even go on and, 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 and post something negative on social media because you just, you're a complete ass. Uh, so I, I think part of hanging it out is recognizing you're in front of your target audience, for one. Are you there? Do you even know your target audience? Are you desperate enough you, you got more audiences, targets than you, than you should have? Well, and, and don't, don't run from that because that's, that's the death of any business, right? Is trying to please everybody, trying to, you dilute your brand. You dilute who you are when you're trying to serve the guy that wants the $3 car wash versus the guy that wants the $24 car wash. You really can't speak to them. People try to speak to them, but the one that picks and then speaks directly to that one, that's the winner. That's the yeah. The, the, the one that, that, <clears throat> so me and my motorcycle group a few days ago went to downtown Madison, Georgia. It's like an old town. Uh, I live in McDonough. It's kind of like McDonough 20 years ago. And lots of land. And we go eat at one of the restaurants down there. And, man, because the community is more homogeneous. I really heard every syllable of that word <laughs> in a way that I didn't hear in science class. Hom homogeneous. Homogeneous. Homo homogeneous. It's, okay. e it was, it's not e homogenous. It's not homogenous. It's, it's homogeneous. <laughs> Listen. Okay, I'm sorry. I had to say it in the Madison way. I got gotcha. you. That's how they say it. That their decision point around what they're doing is, is really a lot easier to be frank because the people are more uniform that they're serving. Is that correct? What you're and so it's easier for them to hit the cylinder. They need to hit because it's not that hard to figure out who's coming in to eat. Okay. If I'm in downtown Atlanta, what I choose, where I'm stationed, my price points, all that change. Who's going to come to that restaurant? And I may, I may not get it right. I may not but click it, on it. And it can be, well, and it can be much more expensive to get to the people it, it that is. you need to talk to, right? Because you're is. dealing with this diverse audience. You can't just look at zip codes or, or other things and go, well, they're all the same. You're, you're, they're not. So, yeah, I mean, that's the challenge. In, uh, and that's the challenge digitally when you're in a business kind of like I'll be entering here where for the most part this is digital marketing that, that we're doing and you're trying to find that audience and get to that audience. And it can be expensive. Um, yeah, I mean, the little town that I live in in Alabama now, let me tell you something. Let me tell you what works there. You want to know what works there? Barbecue. Because every restaurant has barbecue. Now, there's vast opinions on which is the best barbecue, but it's a it's a barbecue town. You know, you come in there and you want to open a uh, a Chinese food restaurant. Hmm, boy, you're going against the grain. You know, maybe there's a reason why none have survived in that town. So it's not the case in uh, in my other hometown in Dunan. There's 14 Chinese food restaurants. They, for the most part, been in business for a decade. Well, in some of those towns and some of those restaurants just build on the fact that there's volume in the, in the area. That's and that's different than what we're talking about. I, and I want to, I mean, I, mean I, I think the, the passion for me in this podcast is 
find who you are and shout it a lot louder than you're shouting it. You know, uh, I, I think about, you know, Chick-fil-A who I worked with for years and, and I don't think most people that would go to a Chick-fil-A would really understand why is the Chick-fil-A outside of me here in McDonough, Georgia, 20 minutes off the interstate going to do 11, 12 million this year. That's in fact, if you're in the restaurant business, you just heard a number that don't even make sense to you. They're going to do 12 million dollars, 20 minutes off the interstate in a, in a, in a, in a little community. Well, I worked with them for a long time. I understand a bit of where that came and it, and it developed, but, but one of the things that I really appreciated back in the day was the simplicity of their menu. The fact that they had some, some hero items, hand breaded chicken. It was not frozen and then fried, right? It was, it was fresh, fresh breaded with fresh breading and then deep fat fried. Uh, the lemonade was freshly squeezed. It tastes that way. It tastes different than, than Minute Maid. It just does. And there's, there's, there's three or four or five you know, of those products, and that's just the product side. Then you went to their, their, their service side, and you go, well, well, how did they do what they did? Well, they decided day one to close on Sunday. What did that do? That got young people to work for them that felt like that going to church was important to them, and so they got those kids to work for them with that decision, that was a very, that was a very, I don't know that it was all that strategic. It's just who the owner, it's just who true it was. And he was okay with the outcome of that decision, which, which, and I, I think, I think that we see it on social media. We see it to get likes and to get views, but are we seeing it? Are you doing it in your business to get likes and views, meaning in reality? Well, again, I, I think... What, because it matters. People want a stand. I, I think so. I think it's unavoidable that for the most part, we're thinking of social issues surrounding this, right? We're, we're, we're thinking of lifestyle issues. And so I think it has been... Uh, Again, on, on the conservative side of the aisle, it's been taboo. That's why, you know, that's why Truett was so unique. Uh, of course, he grew up in a time where it wasn't as taboo. But, but over time, um, you know, liberal causes became okay to be associated with mass brands. Conservatives didn't look at companies who sort of openly supported liberal causes and say, I'm just never going to dine there again, or I'm not going to drink their coffee, or I'm not going to shop there. For the most part, that really, small amount, negligible amount, didn't matter to the bottom line. Conservatives began to be uh, marginalized for their way of thinking, narrow-minded. Uh, how dare you try to force your views on us, so cons I would say there's a difference in this conversation about being who you are around social issues specifically, and now that's not exclusively about social. You, you know, we're talk about other things within the business, but you know, the highlight real things we think of people of is oh, that guy actually came out and took a risk because of a social issue that we knew 
half the public is not going to agree with, right? To me, that's kind of the letting it hang out conversation. Now, you can go beyond that and say that, you know, there are issues that aren't social issues. You know, I can I can let it hang out in terms of, you know, I'm a I just believe that the cleanest bathrooms. We've highlighted this on the show, like Quick Trip, right? Like we we believe that, you know, we're going to make our thing how clean our bathrooms are at our gas station, right? And we can kind of just go all in on that. And, and you could say that's letting it hang out, but to me, the spirit of what a Gary V does uh, or what some of these Truett does and what his family kind of sort of continued was this idea that, hey, look, this is who we are. We're actually Christian business owners, and we're going to integrate the that that culture, that Christian culture into a restaurant, a fast food restaurant. And this is what it looks like, and it's called Chick-fil-A, and we're not going to apologize about it. And I think that's what's attractive because yeah. it's risky. It's risky. Yeah, but, you know, what's interesting is you don't have to do it for the sake of it being risky, right? I, I feel like Truett, when he decided to close on Sunday, he was doing it not as a strategic decision. It was a philosophical decision. Yeah, but it wasn't controversial to be a Christian business owner at the time he made that decision. He, he didn't make that decision in 2023. Those, well, are, those are two different decisions is what I'm saying. No, I agree. But as the business grew, and that's what we're talking about, as the business grew, and you, and you pushing into the 80s, in the 80s, Sunday became an open business day. Restaurants don't close on Sundays in the 80s, certainly by the 90s. Yet, he stayed closed. And there was a, 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 you know, there was a, a benefit to the business in ways maybe he couldn't have calculated early on. But even from, I just remember working, I worked for Chick-fil-A for 20 years. I remember that just customers appreciating that that decision was made, that, 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 that above profit, that decision was made. But, but what's interesting is, and this is something to, to dissect a little bit, is there were actually some really profitable decisions in some of this. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, know, you know how busy our Mondays were? Mm-hmm. Hey, look. Sunday is the day you wanted Chick-fil-A, <laughs> the, and they were closed. The one day you want Chick-fil-A <laughs> for sure is Sunday. Yeah. 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 And so Monday comes around, and I... I gotta have gotta it. Have it. Gotta I have it. to yeah. have it. And, and, and again, that's a that's a that's a side effect. That wasn't a boardroom decision, but hey, we can learn from you, it. You, you, when you tend to be you, by the way, if the you that you are putting out there is true and just and right, right. So if, if the you you're putting out there is really just kind of a slob and a jerk and selfish. And that's the you that's letting it all hang out. Then you don't get these results. He he got these results because the 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 guy that he actually was that he let all hang out is an attractive thing to people. Yeah, it, it was a a a solid, beautiful reason behind the decision. It wasn't a selfish reason. He didn't make the decision because that decision makes me more money. That's right. He looked at the whole 
platform, That's right. the whole, every side of this, everybody who's involved and said, I think this is the best decision for us. Well, and this, this is why I take this back out of the business world a little bit and into the church world because I have a heart for the local church. I've been a part of the local church for a long time. And I see this as I see us beginning to experience consequences because of the leadership's decision to do the antithesis of what you're talking about and to define the word antithesis for you, Joe. That means can you say that, it like, that, can you stretch it out? That, antithesis. I'm trying to say it the way that you said, <laughs> what was the word you it said? It would be earlier? antithesis. Homogeneous. It would be antithesis. The antithesis. <laughs> Okay. The antithesis of what you're discussing <laughs> is what I is what I you know my perception my critique there um, and there's many things they're doing right but what but one of the things they're doing right I, I think they have actually the church in general and and some churches do get this right but the church in general has some very strong positions and opinions that they would hold up to be the truth privately that are not being espoused publicly and it's to the detriment of of. Of, of people in society. So I think that's true in your business too. I think your employees know, by the way, when you're one guy behind the scenes and then you're another guy in the public eye. And I think that hurts your business. I think hypocrisy anywhere hurts your business. So the more you can align yourself publicly with who you actually are, I think the less stress you have. And I think uh, the better results you're going to have. Well, and who you are being closer to being wholesome and good. For sure. Yeah. Is gonna is gonna needs to be attractive. Be, it's yeah. gonna be attractive, right? We 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 had a, a podcast on the beautiful business. I don't know that what we talked about in that. I hadn't listened to that show in a while, but what we've recently defined the beautiful business to mean is something that's that God has naturally is beautiful to us. We we don't decide what's beautiful i agree it, it we, we just we just go that's beautiful yeah. right and so i don't know maybe maybe that's a little nugget that that that, that the, the folks can take away are you looking at your business pull the analytics out for a minute pull the profits out can 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 people say about your business on the outside your customers your employees your vendors can they say that's a beautiful business? Which, by the way, doesn't take a spreadsheet. It doesn't. It takes, it probably takes no more than a few seconds to decide whether that's beautiful or not. And and maybe if that's not what would come out, maybe there's a there, there's room for you to to adjust. Well, for sure, when you started the business, there was something very attractive to you about it. Right, there was something that in your mind before anybody knew that was going to be a business was something beautiful that attracted you to go through all the pain and all the blood we talk about on the podcast. Like that's why you did it because you're moving towards that vision of beauty that that's in your head that you're trying to get the world to see and that you want to be a part of. And we've talked about that on the other podcasts. You know, the rekindling of that. That's what I'm seeking in round. Am I in round three? Four. Or three or four. Get a, little, get a little punch. Four. Yeah, you're four in property management. We'll punch right about midway through the fight. But yeah. Yeah. You're trying to get back to that vision of uh man, you know, what if it could be that beautiful thing? Right. And I agree with you. That beautiful thing by definition is not really something that I'm defining as beauty. That mm. I, I didn't create the definition of that. Uh, but I'm, you know, I'm attracted to it. That might be the biggest nugget here on the show is 
Now, let, let's we've talked about guys who maybe have created something that we didn't know that we wanted or needed that was beautiful. We've talked about Steve Jobs and Apple, and he had a vision that was just so far in the future of where we were. It doesn't change the fact that when he, when we when he created it, when it when it became the, the the Apple computer that I was looking at, I didn't need anyone to tell me whether I thought that was beautiful or not. Mm-hmm. Now I think in culture today we get a little confused with that because culture's trying to tell us what's beautiful and marketing and advertising is trying to tell us what's beautiful. Well, he went way way before way before marketing and advertising it wasn't even it didn't exist no one he wasn't following trends he 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 i think steve and i've thought about this a lot and i i because i've been an apple fan for a long time i'm not sure that they're they're following the protocol that he followed way back but steve figured out a way to tap in to what he believed was this natural beauty and even when the, the developers who were, you know, the engineers who were creating the, the, the case said you couldn't put the processor and the screen and all this in that kind of space, he said, I, yes, you, you figure it out. Because I believe that is beautiful. And um, I think that's an interesting way to think about our business is, he, is he, how can we do that? How can we go? Well, that and that, I, I get what the limitations are. I get what the resource limitations are. I get what the market you're dealing with is. I get what your people resources are. But can you create something that within in a few seconds is naturally beautiful? And and when we walk into a restaurant or we walk into a Chris, you know, you, I saw your office recently. You had some beautiful space. If you're listening to this podcast, when someone walks into that and they're going to rent an office, what are the other elements that you can add visually? Uh, uh, maybe it was when they first pull up. It could be even before they even get there. That without thought, they go, hmm. I can look at a menu sometimes and go, oh, wow. Huh. There's a chef behind this one. The way they worded it, the, the font they used. This is why I love marketing because all that stuff gives us a, a, a sense of what we're about to encounter. Are you doing that? Are you, and, then, and then if you've prepped that up in your, in your font, when they, when they partake of it, is it actually the same, mm-hmm. right? Well, he, he's such a good, you know, Steve Jobs, such a good case study because he's one of the first tech guys that said, not only does it need to work perfectly, it needs to look good, <laughs> right? It's I, mean, I mean, the, the tech guys are very guilty of, hey, that as long as it works, let's get the out. We're looking for the output. As long as it, you know, you can answer the phone and, and type a text message, we're, we're good. And he's one of the first ones that went, you know what? Why don't we build that monitor? Let's do some uh, candy apple red monitors. <laughs> you know, he's the guy I think of with that kind of stuff. Um, Coca-Cola. Uh, just speaking of candy apple red, you know, the, 
man, that Coca-Cola hits the back of that throat and it's, it's, uh, it's the real deal or whatever they call it. Um, and it's also in this wrapped up in this beautiful package, right? This red with the cursive writing on it with the, 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 the top that pops. I mean, so there's, there's so much more that goes into it. You know, we go into some, some places, again, some industries that are kind of traditionally just about the brass tacks, you know, my accountant's office or uh, my mechanic's building. And there's some things that are a little out of place at times, right? Again, they're getting the main thing, the main thing. I mean, I'm getting my accounting done at a high level. That car works when it leaves, right? But when they go that next step and you walk into somebody's facility who does everything they do, and the bathrooms are clean and the walls have fresh paint on them and the floors have the nice epoxy look and they've got maybe maybe they got a show car because they just restored it sitting in the Their front. Their mechanics have uniforms on that are clean okay, and, so and, 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 and consistent. This begins to be beautiful on a next level. You know, there's beauty in what the other guys do because they fixed something that wasn't working right or they did did some something you didn't want to do with the accounting but then when that guy goes to that next level, and again, we're talking about letting it all hang out. Well, in, a, in some respects, that is letting it all hang out. You know, that's saying that I'm trying to give you an experience where the steak is not only the best steak you've had, the atmosphere's great, the server's great. When you check out, it's a seamless experience. The parking lot's clean. That's the thing that keeps and, us interested. And, and don't turn off what brings you beauty. I think it's really easy in your own realm, in your own business, your own creativity to create something. And we either do two things. This is what I found to be true. We create something, we go, oh, that's ugly. That's terrible. Or we've put we've put so much time in it, we go, huh, it's pretty nice. And we want it to be beautiful. That's right. We want it to be beautiful. But Listen, if you allow the people around you to give real feedback, it's, it's either beautiful or it's not. You know, what you chose for your logo either speaks or it doesn't. And a lot of people don't, don't you know, can't give you feedback on this, but you got to understand the contingency of people that can because the, the people that can can articulate really for the, all the people that can't because most of the people that can't still feel the same way. They just don't know how to tell you. Well, like you said, it's they tell you with their dollars, though. It, it's usually a pretty quick tell. Like I said, it's usually something that's kind of a first glance kind of thing, right? You 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 either know you don't. You know, years ago, um, who was the uh, the guy in the wheelchair, the magazine, the pornography guy back in the eighties? Uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, you talking about Playboy? Hus, Hus, no, no, it was the hard. It was the okay. it was the brilliant. Hustler magazine. You, you looked at those. I did. Hustler magazine. You had them in your basement. I think you told me. But that this guy, the the quote when he was being prosecuted back then, like he was held up against whatever they call it, public indeed. I don't know what they he, they were prosecuting this guy, and the They were asking about the definition of pornography. Who's to decide, Joe, what pornography is, what public indecency, or whatever that they were getting him on. And the prosecutor said, well, here's what I, I know to be true, is when you see it, you know that's what it is. Right? When you see you know it, something? you know that's wrong on so many levels. Well, and the flip side's true, what you're saying. When you see it, you know it's right. 
do. as well. So it works both ways. You know, that disgusting bathroom or the, the meat that wasn't cooked or whatever it is, you know, that's wrong. And, you know, you don't want to be associated with it. So maybe the, 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 the underscore here is don't just let it all hang out. Maybe bring out what hangs out that also is beautiful. Because if it's not beautiful, you're just doing yourself a disservice. Let, let's run it through a fill. Yeah, you're just being indulgent, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're making it about you and not you're your customer. You're making it about you. Yeah. Careful making it about you. Yeah. Customers will see that too, right? I agree. Yeah. Travis, give me a final thought before we exit the big truths on should you let it all hang out? Give me one final thought. One final thought. One deep thought here. Well, I think what you and I keep coming. Here's my final thought. When when we keep coming back to these topics, what we keep revisiting, Joe, is that imagined beautiful business that's a magnet. And so each of these subjects keeps coming back to it because it's so hard to find. We know it when we see it. And I'll ask you before you hit the button and let me go. What was the last beautiful business that you walked through their doors that you could tell everybody about? Mm. The last beautiful business. Where they were letting it all hang out in the right way. Wow. We got the truth. <laughs> we got the truth. Next episode. We got the truth. That one, my Small friends, business. has to be answered somewhere we else. We got the truth. We got the truth. Subscribe. We got the big truths of small business sponsored by. Yes. Uh, here's the deal. We're not sponsored by Yes Or anymore. <laughs> we sold that sucker. Sponsored by Home But we can say, management. we can say this. Well, today we we got we got I need a new I need a new studio. Stop! 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 We got the truth. Okay, none of that is where I was going with this. Wow! And all that confusion. Here's where I was trying to go. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. It ain't easy. It's not, but it's worth it. We got the truth. It ain't easy. You're the one with This is not a, not a beautiful ending to yeah. the podcast. Early to bed now. Early to rise. Not a beautiful ending, right? No. Go get that worm. Never compromise. Takes right. more than you think. Not more you got. In that cluster of a finish, I was trying to... Simply to hit one button, <laughs> which was, it ain't easy, but it's worth it. Mm. Okay? That's all I was trying to do there. We are signing out on the big truths of small, small business. business.